know one time I ran into a man that tried to stop me from somewhere I was going? Yeah. I cut his little tiny nuts off. I'm becoming Brundle Fly. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Don't forget to go, leggings. Motherfucker, I'm trying to watch The Last Boy. It's all ball bearings nowadays. That's bone. I wish I lived in 1984 with him. Oh. Well, Johnny Depp's head, it's 1984 forever. Like that fucking Black Mirror episode. Uh. Yeah, but I'd be Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street, and then he'd be Johnny Depp. Why would you be? Out. Why would you be someone who was murdered by a creepy ghost dream monster? <laughs> she wasn't. Nancy's fucking powerful. She's all about survival. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she wasn't having a good time. She's a dream she warrior, did not motherfucker. Seem in that movie, like she was having a very good time. <laughs> well, she probably was hurt physically while she was in the movie. Dream warriors. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. But she's a dream warrior. She saves other dream warriors. She's, she's like the icon. She's being pursued through her dreams by a burned-to-a-crisp serial killer child molester. Yeah. That doesn't no, sound he's not like... a child molester. They cut it out because there was a rash of child molestations that came oh, out well, during the just, time. Oh, well, he just so murders the... them. So, yes. oh, that's, all, that's better then. Oh, yeah, he's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they took it out. But then when they remade it, they added it back in a little too hard. I think it was implied oh. in the first one. No, he's not, because they call him a filthy child murderer. And I watched the behind the scenes of eight hour fucking documentary called Never Sleep Again. I've watched it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we watch the Jason one too? Yep. For like a week. Yeah. <laughs> that was Corey, long. Corey Feldman does that. It's called Crystal Lake Memories. And that one's also eight hours because they go through each movie too. The Freddy Krueger one has really cool like claymation in it. And it's like probably better, oh, right. a better made I film. I vaguely remember seeing parts of this. Yeah. And then the, the Camp Crystal Lake one is Corey Feldman doing it because he's in the best one basically. Which one was he in? Four. This is my favorite one. But he's like fucking eight. Oh. All right. Let's start this show. Hey there, folks. Welcome to Intermission. I am Tiffa, and with me, as always, we have Mark on Skype. What's up, Mark? What's up, Mark? How's your How's your life? I'm doing all right in my little closet of shame. Yeah, our blanket fort fell apart, but we put it back together. We, we will rebuild. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm sitting here in the blanket fort with Joshua. Hi there, Josh. How are you? Can't complain. And if I did, who would listen? <laughs> <laughs> I make a good living. This was Josh's pick. Josh chose the straight-to-video action flick from the amazing year 2000, and I emphasize 2000 because it seems like 1994, but it's Radical Jack, starring Billy Ray, the Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Billy Ray, the Ray Cyrus. <laughs> the way? <laughs> Achy Breaky himself, Billy Ray Cyrus, one-hit wonder Miley Cyrus's dad, with a mullet. Hmm. Yes, and if you love like shitty Roadhouse ripoffs, you'll love the Radical Jack. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's like a good example of a movie that's like so awful it's good. <laughs> no, there's also a Rift Tracks version. So if you're gonna watch it, I would recommend the Rift Tracks version. But Mark and I watched it raw. Yeah, no, I'm I'm waiting to do the Rift Tracks until after we do this episode. Oh, you want to be tainted by it? I don't want to accidentally like make a joke that they made and be like, "Come on, dude." That's all I'm going to do. Phoning this one in. <laughs> I'm super familiar with this Rift Tracks because it's I think really a few funny. of the ones we've done have been Rift Tracks that we just didn't know about. It's possible. They've That's been around funny. forever. Yeah, so it's a like a bajillion movies. Yeah. There, it's, I mean, I know there's a million fucking podcast out there with movies but it's like to try to not do something that's been rift or mystery science theatered is basically gonna be impossible mm. but yeah so i've watched it a lot so I, I will try to point out when the jokes happen that aren't mine because i'm gonna hear certain things and it's just gonna make me laugh and stealing <laughs> jokes isn't cool so yeah since... carl still see <laughs> fucking that other guy yeah, the white fuck one jerry dane, name? dane jack whatever no dane cook no not dane <laughs> dane cook dane jack did you watch only the rift track or did you watch it raw i've not seen the rift track I'm not watching that raw. You out of your mind? We, Fuck that. You didn't go balls deep no. like Mark and I? I didn't even like 
finger it. Ugh. It's for the sake of mad science. <laughs> That's movie, why we did movie it. Movie herpes on my eyeballs. <laughs> I can't unsee it. And if you're worried about, like, is there a difference? There is five minutes difference between the riff track <laughs> oh, no. and the regular movie. Movie just falls apart without those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, you had not seen this before. No. So this was your first Billy Ray experience uh, ever? Or did you watch Mulholland Drive? That's right. He's in that too, isn't he? He's in, Shark- <laughs> he's in Sharknado too. Oh, boy. He plays a doctor. Was he a big time music guy? Like, was he a celebrated musician? Well, okay. he had the one hit basically, and it was during the Garth Brooks train. Yeah. Like, Garth Brooks basically made this like perfect poppy fucking- New country. Cu- new country. Didn't Garth Brooks have like a dark goth character he did for a while? Chris Gaines? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Garth Brooks is a national treasure. Did he really? Yeah. He pulled a vanilla ice where he like oh, tried to go into but it, like but he was open. He did like a character. Oh. Like he like had like black hair, like eye makeup and like. Oh, I remember that vaguely now. Yeah. Chris Gaines. <laughs> it was like out. a joke though, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was a joke that got a little too real. Yeah. Um, I tried to get Mark to watch this movie like more than once. Yeah. When you took me to your desk once and you were like, hey, check this out. She tried to show it to me too and I was like, cool. And just put my headphones on and played a video game. And then you were like, wow. Wow, I'm so she went stupid. to sleep in like 20 seconds anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Your bed's really comfy. <laughs> it is really comfy. We also got our Asahis here. We're not having sex. In themes. <laughs> <laughs> I know how the internet thinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're just bros. During the episode. So, Edgewood Studios is where this comes from, and they're kind of known for their cult classics. Schlock. They're known yeah. for their schlock. Shitty films. I would say cult classics, but it's like kind of not really even that. Their main titles are Time Chasers. Icebreaker, which has Sean Astin, Bruce Campbell, and the Asahi shirt guy. Before Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a movie called Pressure Point, which I've never seen. But all four of them come from Edgewood and all are riff tracks. <laughs> but apparently the guy, David Giancola, had no film or school training whatsoever. Shocking. When when he made these, no these films. The director, James Allen Bradley, hasn't directed anything really at all. The rest of the movies he has been connected with, I don't know any of them. The only movie I recognized was um, he did some art for dances with wolves. <laughs> oh. so, Billy Ray Cyrus, he's our hero. Radical Jack. He plays the classic film trope of the retired CIA agent. who need, They need him all of a sudden to come back in the game because none of the new guys can fucking handle it or I've something. Seen too much. Well, then yeah. also the guy they're going after is a guy that killed Billy Ray's family. Reality. So they're like, you're more invested than anybody else. Like the worst person to pick for the job. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're too close to this. He's also like an ex-Navy SEAL as well, and he's supposed to be really tough, but yeah, they Code need Codename was Radical Jack. Yes. Ugh. He He was in the show, Hannah Montana, Sharknado 2, like Josh said, Mulholland Drive. He also said that David Lynch ruined his life, essentially, by putting him in that film because then he got an offer for another show and Miley did a side character on that and then she got discovered and then became Hannah Montana, which ruined their lives. Because that's totally fucking his fault. That weird... Well, he thinks he's like Satan's That weird string of events. Totally it was his fault, he, not a bunch of poor decisions made on your part. Well, he, he realizes that he took the side of Satan uh, because of that stuff. He should I have hate, never done... I hate religious people. <laughs> I fucking hate he, he is a very, very Christian guy, and I think that's why he had so much trouble with the romantic love interests of this. I think he was still married. He's currently divorced. Oh, they don't really kiss or anything in this movie. He's like the worst type of religious kind person. Because like, there's a religious people who have my religion but I'm still bound by rational thought and because I know I exist in this fucking world. There are world. intellectual people yeah. who have religion. And then there's religion. people like that where it's like anything that goes wrong in my life I'm not taking any personal responsibility with it and it I'm just David Lynch. blame it on fucking the devil or fucking God's <laughs> plan or some shit like that. It's not the doctors who worked really hard to save my son. It was a miracle. <laughs> I saw that meme recently where it was like 
perform surgery for 72 hours, tell parents patient will be okay, they thank God. It's like, cool, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Dee Dee Pfeiffer is a sister of Michelle Pfeiffer, her younger sister her and less famous. Sister. Yeah. yeah. She's done a lot of television and TV movies. Playboy but... model, two times. Hey, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well done, Dee Dee. <laughs> uh, Noah Blake is the bad guy in the film, and he plays Roland. He's like a rich crybaby with no scruples. But I was like, I know this guy. And he not only was in Harry and the Hendersons, the TV show, but he was in Mystery Men and more importantly, Teen Witch. But he wasn't the main guy in Teen Witch, though. No, he played Rhett, who was like the badass guy, and he sang Top That. Oh, okay, with a girl in the street. Yeah. Oh, right, because she like enchants her friend to go rap with him. Yeah, and the girl's like, oh, he's so funky. Because he's like kind of a hip hop guy. She squanders her godlike power. (laughs) Supersonic, keep a comic. Supersonic idiotic disconnected. (laughs) That was a great scene. Yeah. So we got some deep thoughts. I'm pretty excited about my deep thought today. It's an excerpt of Billy Ray Cyrus erotic fan fiction. Oh, Jesus. By Billy Ray Forever. And it's on Wattpad.com if you'd like to read it. And from what I gather from this story, the main person, Susan, is the second best singer in the entire world after Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, good for her. And yeah, she meets him at a concert finally and invites him over. And that's kind of where this takes place. The part I'm going to read is when she invites him, she drugs him. Oh. And, and he like passes out and stuff. So the page. It's like a dark turn. Yeah, it does actually get weird. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little uncomfortable, but uh, it takes place after Billy Ray wakes up. Also, please uh, give me your patience. There are no commas and very minimal periods. So why does my butt hurt? <laughs> okay. This is called The Dungeon. All right. This is Susan at first. Welcome to The Dungeon. Wait, what? Billy replied. <laughs> You're my captive now, Susan cackled as she cracked the whip against the floor. Help, help, screamed Billy. No one can hear you now, Susan said as she licked her lips and walked closer to Billy. There's no point in trying to fight it. You signed a contract. I didn't sign no contract, Billy (laughs) argued in his defense. Sure you did, Susan produced a folded piece of paper from her pocket. Remember my nephew, laughed Susan. She unfolded the piece of paper and it was a contract that stated Billy had given Susan full control over his body no matter what she does to it. You monster, shouted Billy. Susan shushed him and placed a piece of duct tape over his mouth. Sweat dripped down Billy's forehead and Susan licked it off. Mmm, salty, she whispered. (laughs) (laughs) Susan walked over to her selection of toys and picked out a crop. She slowly brought it to Billy's face, but then retreated. Since it's your first time, I'll go easy on you. She removed the duct tape from Billy's mouth as she wanted to hear him squeal. In the corner of his eye, Billy saw a squeal. (laughs) In the corner of his eye, Billy saw a woman-like figure on a hook in the corner of the room. Oh, you noticed my little friend, Susan said, walking over to her. This is Farah, she continued. She called me an old hag. Susan started laughing. I don't take no shit from no one, shouted Susan. She smacked Farah with the crop and walked over to Billy, tied his hands to the chains, dangling him from the ceiling, and then licked his face, turned off the lights, and left making sure she locked the steel door behind her. So you wrote that? You said me? Yeah. <laughs> Billy Ray for Forever. for a creative writing class. <laughs> so what do you guys think? <laughs> it, was Billy, yeah. it was Billy Ray Forever, and they're a super fan of Billy Ray. Or was Farrah dead, or was Farrah like, like hanging? She was on a hook. That could mean lots of things. Yeah, what's up with Farrah? Oh, Farrah's like, dead. It was a body. Oh. Or was she just like, it was like an anal hook. <laughs> I want to know about Farrah. Farrah's dead. She called her an old hag, so she killed her. Does she say that in the story? Why would she slap her? I need more backstory on Farrah. Asahi for life. <laughs> Asahi for life. Yeah. Apparently people really love Billy. Hmm. I mean, he's not good looking. I think he is. I think we just don't know it. 
Okay. <laughs> I think everyone else knows it. Oh, we're the ones that are wrong. Yeah, like I don't think he was supposed to be an actor or do much talking. I think he's just kind of supposed to smile in a tank top like while lifting a fucking axe or something and taking photos. Job done. <laughs> and how. All right, Mark. Let's see what you got. All right. Within all of us, there are two forces caught in an endless battle. The will to do what is right and what must be done and the free spirit that drifts aimlessly on the breeze. Two worlds facing different directions, but moving towards the same destination, ever-growing. For some, though, this chaos is controlled. One spirit with two souls. One that is all business, the other that is all party. Ode to the mullet. (laughs) I thought so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he does have a luxurious mullet. Oh, it's beautiful. Party in the back, bros. I mean, it kind of it's seems like it's like party and party, to be honest. Because it's not super sure up front. Yeah. Maybe he's just a rock and roll Christian. You know, there's like one of those like velvet paintings out there of like him as Jesus, like carrying some guy. <laughs> one can only dream. Or like one of those Aztec carrying a princess things was Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. I must own this. That's not the black lights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, Josh. Let's let's see what you got today. Uh, Radical Jack. Yeah, I don't really got much today, so I'm just gonna give a shout out to Asahi beer, oh. a fine dry lager from the mountains of Japan. Mm-hmm. Except, out of great disappointment, the ones we're drinking today are brewed in Canada. Ah, uh, I'm very saddened by that. There's a guy in the show who wears an Asahi shirt, yeah. so he's the Asahi guy. Yeah. I guess he doesn't say it. The riff tracks say it. It's a running joke. Later yeah. on, he's in another movie, and he dies, and like he's not drinking a saw, and they're like, Asahi guy, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the Asahi tips. Grab your Asahis. <laughs> grab your joints. Today's intermission is brought to you by Purple Punch. Oh. I picked Purple Punch because I think if Billy Ray's punching had a color, it'd be purple. Hmm. Okay. Red, white, and blue, actually, if he's going to punch any color. Oh, I think that's Chuck Norris, bro. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I think he represents our country more. Oh, I should have picked Silent Rage. I mean, there's still time. You're going to have another movie pick. (laughs) All right, folks. Light up, and we'll meet you back here after the song. Dream Warriors. Sahi for life. (laughs) Sahi for life. I'm fucking high. I should not have been smoking this whole time. Hey, you know what? Every day is different. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the truth. Every day is a journey. I'm sure I've told you both a billion times that I got to meet Mike Nelson yes. from Mystery Science Theater. Uh, I don't think you did tell me that. They come to the Castro at San Francisco and do live shows. So yeah. he was coming out of the bathroom and I saw him and I was like, will you take your picture with me? And he said, yeah. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he took a picture with me and I died and went to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. I was like, you just riffed me. He's a crazy you know? Republican. I think he's a contrarian right wing. Contrarian right wing? Right, right wing? <laughs> I'll just con- turn into a racist <laughs> Chinese stereotype there. <laughs> Don't do that. We're not recording, are we? No, yeah, we're put recording. This I'll cut it out. Fucking like, uh, <laughs> I mean, what's his name could do it? He gets away with it on last podcast from the left. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, well, we're not Henry Zabrowski. But that, that, <laughs> I mean, even the other two are like, oh my God, please stop doing that. Mark got to meet Henry Zabrowski. Really nice guy. Where? When we were at the show? No, and like just walking by oh. uh, at Comic Con. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, you would be there. He would be there. Yeah, I walked up. I was like, hey, man, can I get a photo? He's like, of course. And then he like followed me back to my booth and was like, oh, so tell me about what you guys got going on here. Like, what's your deal? He's like, wow. I like the independent people. You know, it's a really good show. It's, I was like, whoa, you're awesome. Well, you got a booth? Uh, well, I, a buddy of mine has a booth, and I work it for him. Oh. Mark makes comic books. Well, I help. Yeah. He's a writer, and his friend is a really good artist. Adam Cahoon. Who also, incidentally, kind of looks like Henry Zbrowski. He kind of does. Coincidence? Maybe not. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Are you guys ready to talk about uh, Radical Jack? Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Let's talk about these Asahis. Jack! <laughs> Thank God it's only an hour and a half. It's also rated R, but unfortunately not in the fun way you'll think. Because of boobs? <laughs> Some titties. No, it's like fucking domestic violence. <laughs> oh. So, first things first, Edgewood Studios blasts across the screen, letting you know this movie is going to be terrible. Oh. And then they have the titles because he was an ex-CIA agent. It's like... Oh, yeah. Like shitty font that movies use. Yeah. So the first scene, we got the super cliche. Jack is apparently an alcoholic only today. And he's drinking at the bar. CI agents come in wearing like fucking Radio Shack headsets or from the fucking (laughs) drive-thru in and out. Yes. Wearing like cheap suits that are way too big for him. Yeah. They're like, we need you. And he's like, I told you I'm retired. But apparently he is a good fighter. They they speed it up a little bit though. Because at one point he like jumps behind a guy and throws him. And it's like two times faster than reality. I don't know if I noticed that. That's funny. I never noticed it. Oh. As soon as he goes, I told you I'm retired. I just start fucking laughing it's like it's like he's hiding out in the cuts of vermont yeah. Told you I'm out. Um, he's got a fucking biker costume from party city and a fake <laughs> fucking beard on he looks he looks bad but he's so radical punches him gets on his bike fucking escapes but then he gets surrounded goes on a 30 mile per hour car chase yeah. obeying city speed limits mm-hmm. they grab him and then they let him go and he tries to hit the guy and then they grab him again and then they let him go he's like not giving up without a fight but then all of a sudden he gives up He's like, okay, I'll do the mission. All right, fine. Yeah, because he doesn't want to do the mission with the CIA because his wife and daughter died Apparently. in the last mission. Yeah. And the guy's like, it wasn't me. It was fucking Riotti. Yeah. Ugh. But they need Billy Ray to go undercover in a tiny town called Hope to catch Riotti red-handed buying illegal firearms from a pop and son arms dealer business. Mm. So, you it's know. A family business. Yeah. <laughs> My grandfather sold guns. I sell guns. Someday <laughs> you'll sell guns. You weren't such a screw up. Wow, you sounded exactly like him. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy drunk pedestrians. He arrives in hope and Dee Dee Pfeiffer opens the window to take off her shirt. Yes, as one does. Yeah, and I was like, that's weird, but it's also to show us who our villain is. Uh, Top that guy from Teen Witch. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's him. From other classic films. (laughs) Yeah, and Dee Dee is named Kate. Her evil boyfriend is Roland, who apparently is already married. But he's a fucking never meet piece his wife. of shit. Him being married doesn't factor into the story at all. <laughs> yeah, so she's trying to break up with him, but he's like trying to gaslight her. <laughs> you're being very insensitive right yeah, now. Yeah, he's like, you're being really selfish. <laughs> he's like, like the living embodiment of like the not all men hashtag. Totally. I'm he, a nice guy. <laughs> and he's so egotistical. He's sloppy. <laughs> yeah, so she ain't having it. And she's like, we're still broken up. And he's like, why don't you calm down? And she's like, calmer than you, dude. <laughs> Calmer than you. Big Lebowski. And then we get a really awesome scene where Jack is doing his laundry. Because <laughs> <laughs> on a covert op, the first thing you want to do is clean all your clothes. 
Well, I mean, they haven't been cleaning forever. True. Blossoms for pinheads. There's a part of the scene where it zooms in on Jack's clothes and on the riff tracks, they're all, please wash us more than once a month. It's hell of a They're just hard staring at this lady's kid and she's just okay. Well, in this, I was telling you last night, this kid scene is so weird. So there's a kid in the laundry room and she's like playing. With a jump rope. But she was also sitting on the ground playing too. And then all of a sudden she's flat. Flopped over on her face. Face down. And then her mom is like on the other side and Jack goes to pick her up. And then her mom comes over and is like, what? <laughs> no, thank you. It's just a terrible cut. Oh, so, honey, get away from him. He looks dirty. <laughs> <laughs> while he's doing his laundry, though, he sees an ad for a bartending job because apparently he also needs a job while he's yeah. undercover. Yeah, because... yeah, he doesn't have any money. Does he have to infiltrate the town? Is that the thing? Like, he has to go undercover? I think, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think he's undercover, but also you can't go look at the gang members when you're working. Yeah. Like, you can't just leave and go, oh, shit, it's time. I mean, unless they knew that that bar was, like, where they all congregate. He's like, all right, cool. I'll get in there and watch him. But like, no, it just happens to work out that way. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's like the only bar in town. True, true. It's actually a real bar, the Red Moon Saloon. Where is it located? I think all of this is in Vermont. But at the end, okay. it said special thanks to Vermont and Red Moon Saloon. So it was real. Oh. Movie's pretty radical already, right, yeah. guys? <laughs> yeah. He walks into a bar. He gets a job. He gets a place to stay. On his way, did you notice that him and Roland drive past each other hella slow yeah. and like look at each other in the face? Uh, I didn't. There's going to be trouble. Yep. That's how we know. <laughs> yeah. Also on the riff tracks at this part, they're like, Jack files a W-2. <laughs> That's radical. <laughs> Only claim one dependent. <laughs> <laughs> so day two, Jack is spying on Roland and his dad Lloyd. A little close, if you ask me, because the two kids wander up and are like, hey, what you doing, mister? And I'm like, kids shouldn't be able to find you. It's like if- a trail. I would have loved if, like, if you would have seen out of Roland's window, like, if you would have seen Jack in the background, like, watching them. Talking to kids. <laughs> yeah. Here, kids, go buy some ice cream. Thanks, mister. And he lets them look through his binocs and everything. I was like, what is he Is that, like, to? an old-timey thing to do? To give kids money? Oh, hey, kid, here's a nickel. Go get a soda pop. Yeah, here's a, here's to a get nickel. Out of Go buy town. ice cream. I mean, Wait. that's more of a parent thing so they can fuck. And right. It's like, here, go yeah. take your sister to the movies. <laughs> yeah, so it, he's watching basically Roland and Lloyd talk about this next business. And, and honestly, Lloyd, the dad, he really doesn't have a lot of faith in Roland. He's like, can you even do this, dude? He's been in a lot of movies we've done, the dad. I've never seen that guy before in my life. No, because I <laughs> want to say the same thing I say every time we see him. He's the drunk guy from Back to the Future. No, that is not him. It is him. That is not him. Crazy drunk drivers. All right, take it to Google. <laughs> oh, man, I hate that I have to look up Radical Jack on my phone right now. Hi, Mark. I see that you like Radical Jack. Here are eight <laughs> other movies you might like. Here are eight other Radical movies. Okay. His name is George Buckflower, and he was in Back to the Future as the bum. Weird. And now I can't remember what other movie we did because I, I remember having this conversation with you about something else. <laughs> Yeah, let's smoke some more. So he also has another, like, when I used to be a dad flashback. Yeah. And I don't really know. On sepia tone. It's like them running around the laundry. Random buildings exploding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did he live in the 1920s? (laughs) So Jack follows Roland's goons who aren't trying to be chill about it. They're standing up in the back of a bright red huge truck with lights on the top. Like, he follows two feet behind him. Total rednecks. But the guy who's wearing the Asahi shirt, he gets out. And they're, like, harassing a guy because he's black. Yeah. It's, like, fucking weird. They're like, I thought I told you not to come over here anymore. And he's like, dude, I had to buy shit. Fuck yeah. you. We like... don't like your kind here. Yeah, people that buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing Jack hates more than flashbacks is uh, racism. 
Yeah, he was not into it. But this is probably the coolest he is in the movie, but he's really still kind of not that cool. But he like sticks up for the guy, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Jack tells a story about the last guy who stopped him from where he was going. He's like, I cut his tiny little nuts off. So Asahi guy's like, should we do something? But they just bail. They walk They're away. They're like, let's go. But I was like, fuck them. You guys are racist. Yeah. I hate. Did he notice his uh, dream catcher hanging from his rear view mirror? She did. Yep. <laughs> Does that mean that Jack sleeps in his car? Oh, it could. It also could just be like, you know, some white people just really like Indians, too. <laughs> All right. Like, I think you're supposed to get them as a gift. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to go and buy a chicken feather, fucking <laughs> cheap ass, fucking pink leather with seashells in it. It's like supposed to be actual shells from the sea. <laughs> like, hey, stop making fun of my mom's Etsy store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Jack has his first radical day at work. He started bartending. There's Kate, who's Dee Dee Pfeiffer, and then another waitress, Becky, with uh, brown hair. And she's kind of hot. I thought Becky was hotter than Dee Dee Pfeiffer. I kind of thought so, too. I don't know. The hottest one is Sheriff's wife. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, only because she was like, she's down to fuck, like, on an instant. Yeah. She's like, hey, I killed your husband. She's like, oh, yeah. Ooh, you want to go fuck? Exceptional boobage. (laughs) She did have great poops. <laughs> yeah, so the other waitress and stuff are talking about Jack. They like him all brooding and quiet because he's not really talking to anyone. No. Nope. And he's kind of sucky at his job. Sulking, yeah. pouring he, beer all over the counter. He's really slow. Yeah, he like, like spills all the time. Time. She's like, can I can I get a couple loggers? And he's like, okay. <laughs> One, two. So he's pretending like he's pouring them, but they should have just had him pour them because they're just sitting there. Yeah. But, like, he obviously doesn't know how because they're always full of hella foam. <laughs> Maybe the movie studio wasn't insured to have him, like, handling <laughs> <laughs> live rounds. <laughs> yeah, but Roland hangs out there with all his bros. And uh, he also gets several nicknames throughout the film <laughs> from Becky. And Becky calls him Rock and Roland. Rock and Roland. Yeah, and she's like, he's not going to accept your breakup, bro. And she's like, no, yeah. you don't know him. He's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, but Becky's dated him though i know but i don't know how Didi's just like doesn't think that he's gonna be a jerk yeah like they've been together for so long you have to know he's a huge piece of shit yeah so yeah roland asahi guy and the rest of the goons are chilling at the bar listening to roland's made up sex stories about a threesome he never had <laughs> the asahi guy's like really that's true or whatever and he's like yeah and then they high five <laughs> it's fucking dumb yeah sex Woo. Sex, no my fingers bro <laughs> yeah Sorry. He didn't do it just Someday, now. I hope I can have sex. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, maybe he hasn't washed his hand. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> the sheriff rolls up and everyone leaves. He tells Roland, or Roland tells him actually fucking the grossest things to be heard in a movie. So when the sheriff walks up, he's like, oh, hey, I swear she was 18. <laughs> and then later he's like, women can't live with them, can't shoot them. Am I right? But I can. This also <laughs> kind of shows how bad of a business person Roland is. Like the cop is like, listen. You don't have to pay me anymore, mm-hmm. but I'm not working for you anymore. And I'm not going to tell anybody anything. So Roland could have been like, all right, cool. No, because that undermines your authority. You can't let people leave. It's like a cult. I guess. But where you get money instead of paying money. Yeah, but the guy's not going to stop him from doing the bad stuff that he's doing. No, he doesn't know he that. He's... Yeah. Like, if you did that to the mob, they'd kill you. That's true. Once you're in, baby. Like, I don't want to be in the mob anymore. Y- yeah, you... I'm not going to tell anyone. You just got to trust me on that. Yeah, even though I know everyone you yeah. know and, like, all of our fucking just vendors. going to disappear for a little while. I'm not talking to the police. Here's your severance package. Yeah. Whoa. So, Roland lies, of course, when the sheriff's, like, him and his wife went out of the business. He's like, dude, that's cool. You guys are out. And I was like, that's a lie. But they toast to a round of fine Japanese loggers. Asahi. Asahi. <laughs> the drink of choice in Vermont. 
the drink of the world's most horrible douchebags in Vermont. Yeah. Is there a good male character in this? Yeah, Jack. He's radical. Oh, and the, uh, the well, I would say the bar owner, maybe. Yeah, he was pretty nice, too. I guess him and young Jack, you know, became friends. Young with Jack? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's 54. Yeah. Oh, I got, my, I got my deep thought now. I'm going to think of other names throughout the entire time for other movies. For Roland? No, for other movies. Oh. Okay. Wondrous Wanda. Oh, a wandering <laughs> deep thought. <laughs> Next, Roland calls his awesome goons. Awesome Andy. <laughs> Roland calls his goons and says, there's some wet work that needs to be done. And the goons follow the sheriff, but unfortunately, he took the fucking Icelandic blue family truckster that Clark Griswold yeah. originally ordered. <laughs> my then, town car. <laughs> yeah, the, the super fucking sports wagon. He can only yeah. drive fucking 25 to 30. It's funny when like you realize that that was the only car they can blow up. Right. They're like, we can't blow up any of the good cars. So I put him in this fucking car for some reason. That has to be the only reason, because I was like, why would the sheriff not be in the police car? But they probably only had one and needed the deputy to drive the police car. Uh, the new sheriff. Yeah, throughout the film. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like super weird. And they shoot him, light it on fire, and throw it off a cliff. And they're like, hooray. Like, pee on it. And then one guy throws a rock on it for good measure. <laughs> Asahi guy does. Yeah. Like, pee on it. <laughs> We're never going to die. And then uh, the sheriff's deputy, Neil, who's basically Lloyd, who's kind of the godfather of the town. It's like his right hand, but he's the deputy sheriff. And he goes to the sheriff's house, who's already dead, tells the wife they can't trust them anymore. And she's like, oh. Let's work something out. Let's bone. That will save me. <laughs> I've never seen a woman care less about her husband being like, being murdered and like unaware that she was also about to be murdered. Well, she didn't care. I didn't think that she, she was, was way hotter than that dude. I didn't think she knew she he was murdered. Well, no, because like the guy goes, "Hey, can I talk to you about your husband?" And then he immediately pulls out a gun. Oh, right. I just assumed that she didn't like him very much because the, the disparity in attractiveness. I mean, maybe she's just an evil goon too. Yeah, you should have hired her. Mm, you can't. I'm actually, so I am watching the movie right now, and that scene is happening right now. And her titties are A-OK. Yeah. I I was wondering if also that's why she got picked, because she was kind of the hottest. And I was like, if you're going to have a nude scene, this is the one. Mm. So yeah, he sleeps with her. She's laying in bed like, yeah, everything's great. And my boobs are out, and life's life's a breeze. (laughs) But the deputy's like, I'm real sorry. And they blast her while she's in bed. I was like, what a fucking dick. But he was like, that was like the best fucking I've ever done. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Blammo. I mean, you don't want to piss off Lloyd. Who? Uh, huh? <laughs> the guy from Back to the Future, apparently. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Lloyd guy. is Roland's dad. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's hard to keep track of everyone's name, except for Roland and Jack, really. Everyone's pretty flat. So, Jack is going back to do some more radical spying on Roland's gun warehouse. He's, like, hopping on trains in the background, and it's fucking obvious he's there. He's terrible He's, like, standing on a train, like, 100 yards away, just staring at them. Standing up on top of the train with his binocs on his eyes. Like, it's like, like, hey, who's that guy? Oh, it's Jack. He's been stalking us for days. (laughs) Ain't that the new bartender? Oh, yeah, all right. Let's go murder him. And the bad guys must be awful, too. He's terrible at stealth, and they're terrible at looking around them. That must be tubular Chris. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he has another flashback, uh, but his family was like living in a motel or something, and then people with guns show up, and only Jack's hotel room blows up. In the video, or the flashback, he's like on the lawn, just kind of like holding his arms out. No! And there's like nuns running by. <laughs> My family! Yeah, everyone's running around except him, because he's on his knees on the grass before it even blows up, but he doesn't go in there. I feel like he took his family on a mission. 
yeah. while he was trying to get well, like the other guy. What's his name? The uh, the guy trying to buy them? Riyadi. 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 This movie is like Stone Cold meets like what? Um, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah. And like a little bit of Rambo. <laughs> it wishes it was any of those movies. <laughs> so the dad shows up. He gives Roland shit for killing the sheriff the day before their big arms deal yeah. because Roland fucking is an idiot and doesn't understand what laying low is like. Maybe I should redefine screw up. <laughs> Where's my chewing tobacco? <laughs> there was this drug dealer like on our street and he would park in the abandoned house. The drug dealer and I were cool. Whatever. He sits there. He sells drugs. But the guy started like kind of aggressively hitting on me and is staring at me. So I fucking lipped off and like told him I didn't like it. But me and the drug dealer like looked at each other and I was like, you're going to get yelled at. Dude, you're not supposed to make a scene where your friend sells hella drugs. Yeah, no, there's a guy that sells drugs like next to my house, and like every time I walk by him, he's like, Hey man, what's going on? I'm like, Yeah, doing all right. He's like, Yeah, you going for a run? I'm like, Yeah, you know it. Yeah, but he's like, You gotta be nice to that guy, he lives right there. Yeah, sells drugs in front of my house, and every time I walked outside, I went, This guy's selling drugs here. (laughs) You didn't. Drugs, this guy, Dotson, this guy, backpack full of drugs. No, you live in Berkeley, he doesn't come around anymore. It's weird. Oh, you really did that? No. Oh, I was like, that's what right. sells drugs in front of my quaint family residential area in Berkeley. When you sell drugs and shit, you're supposed to lay low. You're not supposed to kill sheriffs. You're not supposed to yell at girls and fucking get in an argument so right. that neighbors across the street can call the police. And they're not even selling drugs. They're selling fucking missiles and guns. I know. Which is so much worse. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to fucking watch Jack do some radical carpentry to like a really weird song. He's doing carpentry and it's like, did you notice that, Mark? Oh, I did. It's like pouring water on his fucking head all sexy. But I mean, yeah, it's like a touching <laughs> song, but we get like a montage of painting, hammering, and erotic water pouring. You know, it's funny because like when they killed the sheriff, the music that was playing during that scene was like either a cop was about to be murdered or like an eagle was about to be born. It was like this like American, like true American song. <laughs> eagle is about to be born. <laughs> You're a true American, Mark. <laughs> Jack's boss, like, gives him a cold one because he knows how hard he works. Oh, the guy at the bar. The bar owner. Yeah. You were in the military. I can tell by the way you hammer things. <laughs> but by the way, I outrank you. And he's drunk and just starts babbling about how great Jack you is. You were good at, at it. How I know this, no one knows. I have no way of possibly telling, but I can just tell by looking at the way that you built that small tool shop. You were a great Navy you SEAL. You were a great, great soldier. <laughs> I'm going to go lie down for a bit. I don't know what the scene was for. Maybe to establish he was in service or that he was a hard worker. Fill time, make it actually an hour and a half. So we're back inside the Red Moon Bar. And this is when you kind of really start to notice the Roadhouse vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like basically Roadhouse is like a Western type of movie where someone owns the town and a guy comes in and like he has to destroy Wait, Roadhouse is a genre of movie? Well, it's like based like off an old Western style movie. It's like the guy waltzes into town. This guy owns the town, so he kills him and everyone's saved. I thought in the old Westerns, uh, yeah, I was either in, okay. Yeah, or sometimes right. a group of people come in and be like, fuck you, you're out of here. It'd be like the evil like land baron or some mm-hmm. shit like that. And he's like holding their money tight or like so the, like they're poor. Yeah, yeah. You must pay the rent. I can't pay the rent. Be yeah. Those evil farmers trying to put those bankers out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's also like a band playing in the background. I mean, they're not Jeff Healy. Oh, it's it a, suck. It's a lady. That girl, the lead singer in the red outfit, Uh huh. is like obliterated the entire scene. What do you mean? She's like dancing and kind of moving and singing and like she is clearly like fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Watch it again. She was just someone in the bar that night, probably. You want to be in a movie? <laughs> I've already had like four or five drinks, though. I don't think I can. Yeah, it's fine. Just go up there and just sway around a little bit. 
She did not go, oh, I've had probably four or five drinks. I shouldn't. She said, I've had four or five drinks. Get out of my way. I'll sing. Me, 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 me. I'll sing. I can sing. Uh, sure that's not me. <laughs> All right. Stop fucking kicking shit. Someday, Joshua. <laughs> One of these days. Pow. Fuck you to up. the moon. Right in the kisser. So, yes. <laughs> Asahi guy and Roland are drinking at the bar. Asahi guy points out Jack and he's like, that's the guy that talked about our nuts. Stop. That huge guy over there is the guy that pushed you around? <laughs> that fucking giant dude? He is pretty big. Billy Ray's big. Billy Ray's a big dude. Yeah, he works out. <laughs> Kate finally introduces herself to Jack, and I thought it was a weird, like, meet cute. She's like, hi, I'm the quiet waitress you haven't talked to yet. Oh, I'm so clumsy. I'm just a girl. Yeah. We're 34 minutes into the movie. I'm happy you guys are finally meeting. I'm just a girl. <laughs> I don't know things. I kind of wanted Jack to end up with Becky, though. I was like, that'd be kind of cool if, like, you know, the blonde dies. I actually thought they had a better rapport. Yeah, because they were, like, rapping. Yeah, they were, like, kind of zinging off each other. She was funnier. I mean, there were parts where, obviously, Becky was supposed to be stupid. Yeah, and, what she said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Dee Dee Pfeiffer, I think, was supposed to be kind of smart. I don't know. And then uh, <laughs> she calls him, Becky calls him Rancid Roland, I think, which is another <laughs> weird. I don't know why they add that is in. Is that the sequel? But, like, they try to do it all casual, like, Rancid Roland's totally going to be pissed about this. <laughs> What's the weird reference? Like to some 1920s cartoon. Oh, he's like, oh, you mean Mutt and Jeff over there? Mutt and Jeff. And it's like the fucking oldest cartoon in the world. And I'm like, why would he make that comic strip reference? It's like fucking old. Maybe it's more like more well known in the Midwest or something. Yeah, one of them looks like Dagwood and one of them looks it's like- It's open source so they can reference it. Oh, that's totally right. That's why the little girl, when that flashback happens, they sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat because that's free too. Yeah. Like they sing it in Troll too. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of funny if it was like her birthday and they're singing Row, Row, row Your Boat around the candles. Well, yeah. They probably sing like Amazing Grace in so many shitty movies too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That one's fucking hella free. Yeah, but Roland's watching fucking Kate talk to Jack and he, you know, goes from zero to 10. He's like, look at that little bitch. And he's all fucking pissed. I want him to pour me a shot. Did you notice that as he says that, a drink slides over to him? <laughs> no. Does it? Yeah. So while he's like, no, I want him to do it. And she's like, fine, whatever. And then like a little shot goes across the thing. So he's I think like, Jack served him. Oh. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah. I freaked out. I just presume it was by Jack because it this came from the side bar. of the screen. Yeah. All you have to do is ask for a drink and it shows up. And then Jack's making a fucking clumsy martini and he pours it in hella fast and it just splashes out so they cut. They cut away. Yeah, and then Roland stands up. He's like, God oh, damn it. And then it's just <laughs> And then on the mystery side theaters or riff tracks one, they were like Sorry, I have the to calm down. The class is way too small for that poor. <laughs> yeah. You're the class is way too small for that poor. But they say it right as he, like, as Roland bounces up, like, that's what he's mad about. I mean, well, the way they edited it, that's what he looks like he's mad about. Well, he pours it in and it all comes out. Yeah, it's like the tiniest martini glass and he pours, like, a whole tumbler in there. But also, like, you have to realize Rock. that's a triangle. And when you pour something into a triangle, it's not going to, like, sit the same. <laughs> martini glass looks like a triangle. Also, I'm drinking and smoking. Drinking everyone knows, so we're lucky I'm this good. <laughs> but yeah, Roland waits outside the bathroom for Jack to get out and tells him, I don't like strangers, and Kate is my special lady friend. I don't like washed up musicians. And then, get out of <laughs> And then Jack is like goofily like, well, I'm Jack Reynolds. <laughs> Puts his hand out to shake it, and Roland's like, nice to meet you, Roland. <laughs> That part is hilarious. You don't remember that, Josh? Calls him Rollade? Yeah, because on the riff track, he's like, Rollade. That was the line that got Billy Ray to take this role. <laughs> and he suggests that uh, Roland is all bark 
and no bite and lacks the spine for action. That's a lot of different metaphors you got mixed up in there. So that's him. That's Jack. That's Jack. So Roland tries to hit him, but he pushes him out of the way. It's just kind of awkward because like when he throws him, he punches him and then Jack like throws him onto the table. He just like shoves him aside. And then Roland tries to attack him from behind. Jack tosses him over onto a table. (laughs) Roland's hell pissed. So he's like, fuck it. We're going outside. And I got a butterfly knife that I learned how to butterfly last week. Hella slow. A couple minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Solid 10 seconds to open it. (laughs) And then everyone in town shows up. The whole town shows up. And even probably surrounding area towns show up because there are fucking hella people there all of a sudden. I feel like I love that kind of thing where if like five people stepped in, they could have stopped the fight. But like 800 people are just going to watch it all go down. Well, they want to see someone die today, right? (laughs) (laughs) Blood sport. But Roland also starts trying to cut him in the face. And it's like, why don't you just stab him in the gut? Well, he wants to teach him a lesson. He doesn't want to kill him. Oh, he wants to give him the pain. Like in The Princess Bride? He wants to make him not look so pretty no more. Oh, he's jealous of his face. Mark, you're so smart. Well, you know, I I, I get into the mindset of that guy like that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Asahi guy jumps in, but Jack takes him out. And Asahi guy passes out because Jack tosses him on a car. He doesn't really toss a guy in the car. The guy kind of jumps at the car (laughs) and he's kind of like... Assists him along. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He guides his journey. And then he tosses Roland on the car and he also passes out, apparently. So Jack's a hero. (laughs) So Kate takes Jack in the back and tries to wipe his face. And this scene is so uncomfortable because it's almost like Jack is a child. Yeah. So it feels like she's getting molesty because the faces he makes, he looks frightened. Yeah. Like he doesn't look comfortable and they have no sexual chemistry. I need an adult. She like picks up his head to like make sure that he can like look into her eyes. Like she's like, come on, look at me. Yeah, she wipes his face with a hard, dry towel. And then it's like, let's make out. I know he just got fucking beat. But he looks at her like he's fucking Bambi. She eats his beard a little bit and he pushes her away and says he has to go to work. And like, honestly, after that, I would never try to make out with that person again. Yeah, I'd be like, wow, I fucked up really bad. I I am moving away. Yeah. <laughs> well, well you ob- move away. Obviously, they're not into it, though. Not to be like sexist opposites, but like <laughs> dudes will pretty much do it just because. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've told you the story. I woke up being sexually assaulted. And I, I remember like, that. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> that happened on Peep Show too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I also watched a movie in our film class where uh, a guy gets like sexually assaulted. He's really drunk. Yeah. It's so weird. because I, mean, I was, was wasted. It was like 1933 movie though. Huh. Well, I was just like, fuck it. I'll get tested in a couple of weeks. Oh. You were using a condom? Oh my no. God. Of course you, you think she put a condom on? <laughs> You think she put a condom on? What? She, you think she put a little Jimmy on? upset about this. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's terrible. So, yeah, guys are different about that. Is the moral of that story. Yeah, I get it. I, would, I don't like it when a dude like looks at well, me for more than a couple seconds. Well, if you're a chick and you wake seconds. up and someone's having sex with you, that's horrifying. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, it should be horrifying for you. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I don't think it's acceptable either way. I think it's awful. So to sum up, she was trying to rape Jack is what we're trying. We, we came up with. Well, no, because he turned her down and she was like, no. No, I know, I know. She just wasn't reading. She wasn't reading the room. Yeah. Maybe not. All right. Day four. Radical jacking off. Uh, <laughs> Jack is spying again on Lloyd and Roland, but they're at brunch in their backyard. Dad gives Roland more shit and Asahi guy for getting their asses kicked by fucking Jack in front of the entire town. Nobody will respect us now. Yeah. And he's closing the operation down. He's tired of Roland. <laughs> this part's hella funny because Roland and him are fighting. He's like, you're an idiot. And then he just <laughs> runs off like in like a tantrum. It's really cute. You're a poop head. <laughs> 
roll and like flips the table like a fucking baby. Oh yeah, he totally does. But then Lloyd goes inside, is on the phone, he's talking to Signor Riatti, and he's like, "Hola, amigo." <laughs> he's like, "I'm Italian, but okay, keep going." wa Signor Rinaldo. Also, the guy had an American accent. Like, I don't... <laughs> They sounded like they were good friends. It sounds European to me. Well, Jack calls Delta X. Delta 20th. X, this is Radical Jack. Come in. <laughs> yeah. Who picked those fucking code names? <laughs> Dude, they're bad. Radical Jack is a terrible code name. Because, I mean, like, Romeo Jack would have been better, right? Or, like, how many fucking R words are there? Radical? Well, when someone reads you off numbers, they'll say Delta, Romeo, which means D. No, because, the... oh, man, then his initials would be Romeo Juliet. That would explain why all the women want to fuck him. <laughs> He's got the Kavorka. He's got the Romeo Jacks. <laughs> so Kate moves in with Becky, and Becky has a fucking kind of nice house. Small town. I, fuck, man. She's a waitress <laughs> in a bar, and she's doing pretty fucking good for herself. They're outside in the back in their bikinis drinking Miller Lights. It seems like she might have a pool, or maybe they're just sun tanning. I don't know. <laughs> seems like she might have a pool. There's well, some kind of body of water nearby. Who knows? <laughs> and then Becky calls Roland Ratface Roland. Yet another Ratface. quirky nickname. And drops the knowledge that she used to date Roland. So you, you can get out of it. Oh, there it is. He got bored with her. <laughs> yeah, and then Roland told her if, if she ever told Kate that he would kill her. It's like, girl, like, what are you doing? <laughs> this part's like super fucked up that comes next. After she says that Roland wouldn't kill anyone, he follows her to like the fucking general store because this town is so small. It's still like a general store. But he pulls up next to her and she's like, dude, fuck off. And then he like starts fucking. It's like fucked up. He like pushes her all in public, punches her in the face. He chokes her, punches her in the stomach and punches her face again, then just drives off and leaves her there. Jesus. The riff tracks part was like, fuck you, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Even better was when Mike was like, man, I didn't expect this behavior from the hero of our movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the next day back at the bar, uh, the deputy's like, hey, give me your ID, and I need more of a background check for that fight. But it's really because Lloyd needs the information. Mm. So he, like, steals a cup. He asks for a soda, and Jack pours him a cup, and then he, like, puts it in a napkin and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> and then Kate shows up for work, because apparently she's so broke, she has to still go to work even though she's battered. Mm. I legit felt bad for her. Yeah. I totally did. And that's like probably the only thing that I was loving had an movies emotion. when someone like punches you full force in the face twice and you just got like a little bruise and a little yeah. scrape cover your eye. Yeah, even your though you were knocked all out. Fucking swollen and beat the shit like it would be in real life. <laughs> yeah, dude. So Jack says, Hills Bells, then leaves the bar to go fuck up Roland. Where is he? (laughs) It's a terrible idea because he goes by himself. She's like, oh, he's probably drinking with his goons. It's like, that's where you don't want to go alone. A bunch of drunk rednecks in a fucking room all by yourself. (laughs) He's drinking with his buddies at the baseball bat factory. (laughs) Oh, okay. And then Roland's like, don't kill him. We need him alive. The end of the movie should have Finish him off. Fucking Jack getting an automatic weapon and killing all the hicks and then leaving town. I mean, I'm sure they could have just arrested them. No, because they need... What's his name? Ronaldo? What's his name? Oh, Riotti? El Riotti. <laughs> Ronaldo? <laughs> El Ronaldo. <laughs> the international arms dealer and jewelry thief. Yeah, well, they fucked Jack up. And then Kate steals Jack from the hospital and takes him yeah. to Becky's house, gives him a couple sponge baths. Gives him like a hundred sponge baths. The Man, haunting sponge bash theme song. wiping him down. It, so Jack's like in bed and he's got like a bandage on his head and stuff. Like he's pretty fucked up, but I guess he doesn't really need medical attention. He just needs to rest overnight. Yeah, he needs to focus his chi. Mm-hmm. And then Roland gets scolded because his dad fucking shows him. He's like, dude. CIA. <laughs> he's like, what is wrong with you? You're fucking a loose cannon. You just fucked this all up. This guy's CIA. And he's like, so how was I supposed to know? Because you don't do shit. We're fucking selling missiles. Yeah. Don't do nothing. They also tell him that Jack's gone. He's not in the hospital, you fucking idiot. 
Roland is as shitty of a bad guy as Radical Jack is a code name. <laughs> yeah. And Roland's guns only have fucking three rounds in each clip. <laughs> you really hung up on that, aren't you? That, I just don't understand. Like, why only three? Well, he was just testing it out. I don't think so. <laughs> so we're back inside the Red Moon bar. He and his goons start breaking cups and getting all puffy. But then, obviously, Jack and Kate aren't there. So Roland leaves for Becky's house to find Kate and Jack. And he breaks into the house, mm. literally. He breaks the window. And Jack is a stealthy CIA agent, so he crawls uh, under the bed to Also, hide. Roland jumps into every room <laughs> like a fucking... Ha! Yeah, like, ha! <laughs> gotcha! All right, no one's in here. Yeah. And he doesn't look under the beds. Ah, uh, see? No. Because even later, he's like, we looked everywhere. Except in all the obvious hiding places. <laughs> well, he didn't even need to hide under the bed. He could have gone and be like behind it. and Because he, he all he did was poke his head in and go, nope, no Jack here. It does smell like farts and oh, yeah. sponge bath, though. <laughs> he doesn't find him, and I guess he's fine. But when Kate and Becky return to the house, they're like, oh, God, he's gone. And they start freaking out. And then he crawls out from under the bed. He's like, have you seen the remote? Surprise, ladies. Six more weeks of winter. And they go, <laughs> oh, Jackie. Oh, Jack. <laughs> oh, Jack. We hate you. <laughs> you should probably leave. So Kate closes the door, starts lighting some candles up, turns on the soft rock sex mix. Uh, Jack looks incredibly fucking confused. Yeah. Even even after she starts taking off her dress. Marvelous crack. And the, and the riff tracks are like, where's she going with this? Because <laughs> he has like no idea. And also he must be in so much pain. He's like, I got my ass kicked by 20 guys yesterday. I don't want to fuck you. Totally. And his ribs are all, all tightened right, up with you. those bandages. And so she crawls all over and starts licking his fucking dimple real Lickin good. Licking the bandages. And she kisses the bandages. I was like, look, seavage. <laughs> and then they start kissing. Lots vapor on there. <laughs> yeah. And they kiss on the mouth and it's awful. And he's not into kissing her. Or maybe he's in so much pain, he can't kiss her. He's acting. Let me tell you the story about my dead wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> but he snubs her again. Jack cuddles up and like tells her about his CIA business and about his dead wife and shit. And it's so important, but she needs to wake him up at 7 a.m. <laughs> Even though he has- You like... have to promise me! <laughs> the biggest conflict in this fucking movie is being woken up at 7 a.m. Yeah, and I was like, the alarm clock's right next to him, but he asks her more than once to make sure he wakes up at 7 tomorrow. It's a big fucking deal. She doesn't even check. She just sets the alarm and goes to bed and sleeps in. Well, it, it goes off at 7, and then he fucking unplugs it and tosses it across the room. Yeah, and then for 20 minutes, we watch him get ready slowly get his stuff together because he's still achy and right. breaky. And, oh, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> Ding dong. I think this is almost the end. This movie, like I said, it's only like an hour and a half, thankfully. There's a weird, bizarre extended action scene at the end that we're about to get into <laughs> that just goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, it's the last like fucking half of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Asahi guy picks up Riyadi, and Riyadi's actually a lot younger than I thought he would be. Ronaldo. And then everyone goes into the arms warehouse. You see Jack running behind them. <laughs> Poor stealth again. It's actually very comical. I feel like it's like when Six I play two, a video fucking game. fucking chubby guy clopping behind us. Yeah, I play this game Dead by Daylight, and a lot of, of it is stealth, so you have to hide behind stuff because there's a slasher coming and kill you. I love you. that stealth in video games just involves crouching. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I walk crouched all the time. Looking You'll like, never find me. They'll never hear me. Nah, if I'm the last survivor alive, you'll never find me. I'm going to find the hatch. (laughs) (laughs) Then also Kate shows up and demands to see Roland, and they let her, like, into the arms deal. Yeah. Like, you can kind of see where the dads, like, and Riyadi are like, what? Why is your girlfriend here? Yeah. Dude, this is going to be 20 minutes. You can't wait 20 fucking minutes. And then we watch them make money transfers in real time. 
super radical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells the deputy sheriff she knows where Jack is, but she can't say anything because they're having an arms deal and she's standing there like an idiot. And Jack runs up. He has two grenades in his hands, like a fucking wiener, and tells everyone not to move. Like, you are not Jack Burton, bro. Don't even don't even try it. A radical Jack Burton. <laughs> oh, no. We get to watch them go back and forth on who should actually shoot Jack, and then Roland shoots his own father. Yeah, good. Looks Fuck you, Dad. Yeah, so I guy looked really pleased. He's like, I just bumped up a level. Because <laughs> he's going to be the new Roland now. Yeah. Think of all the Asahis I can buy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Jack tosses his grenade to the left, slowly shoots his pistol to the right, tosses the other grenade. Asahi guy catches it, and he explodes. R.I.P. Asahi guy. Aw. He had a good run. Yeah, he did have a good run. He lasted. Uh, and you think it's the end. It's not even close. No, there's two more hours left of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Jack does a pretty weak dive, but thankfully none of the other explosions hurt anyone else. The police car outside explodes. I think that's where the first grenade he threw to the left um, went to, yeah. but he didn't blow up any of the people, so he still has to fight them. Well, that's where he shines, though. <laughs> yeah, now they can't escape. Jack walks through the warehouse shooting bad guys. Have you ever played Crisis Zone or like Virtua Cop? Yeah. Like in the arcade where guys just pop Jump up? Out of you. They pop up there, yeah, like from behind a barrel. Yeah, you know? but it could be like, you know, Kate pops up with her hands up, don't shoot don't her. Don't shoot me! Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like because there were just dudes with ponytails popping up. <laughs> Old hippies. Just people that live in the town. <laughs> Locals. Yeah, the bad probably. guys. Like literally probably people that live in the town that they just swooped up for the movie. Yeah. yeah, Roland and Kate actually start to fight again. Ugh. Elbows her in the fucking face. She kicks him in the balls, crawls over his head. They do a, it's just a weird fight scene. She grabs a gun off a corpse. The deputy gets shot by Jack. Riotti's just kind of hiding and watching, moving back and forth. Roland manages to get super close to Jack and shoots him in the shoulder. Jack coddles his shoulder while Roland gives him the short bad guy speech about how he's going to die and doesn't shoot him. And then Kate shoots him, Roland, in the back of the shoulder. And then he tries to honey her up, but she blasts him a couple more times. Die, die, (laughs) die. But then we forgot about Riotti. Whoa. Or did we? <laughs> Riotti grabs Kate and her gun flies into the air. <laughs> He's all super stoked. He's like, hey, Jack, I'm going to kill another one of your ladies. You'll um, look a real good purse, <laughs> like a blow pop. Yeah, and he cuts her arm. He's like, watch. <laughs> My arm. And then he's like, could a dead man do this? And then he licks her face and Jack blasts him in the brain and then says, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and then more villains show up. <laughs> yeah, you think it's over, but nope. <laughs> CIA guy from the beginning, Dex, who said, it isn't me, it's reality. He shows up to make sure everything is like, neat and tidy. It was me. Yep. Neat and tidy. We just needed to get rid of Riotti. He was getting too big for his britches. Turns out he was a part of the garbage the whole time. Ah, uh, fucking knew it. Yep. And he shoots the dad, too. He just walks up and blasts him. Yeah, and they're like, up. Yeah, they were like, you didn't have to fucking do that, dude. Hmm. And then Jack asks if he can kiss Kate and tells her, I have a gun in the back of my pants. Hmm. Kate grabs it and fires it super slow, but kills two fucking agents. And Jack- One of whom was like an elderly lady, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, inclusion. I like it. Yeah. Well, Jack gives up and then Kate shoots the last guy, Dex. And thankfully, she was there to kill all those people because she's a waitress. <laughs> so Jack drops one last grenade. They casually walk out. Just dropped it on his, that guy's ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they like have a ride off into the sunset kind of thing where they still somehow don't have any chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> but Billy Ray's smiling and beaming smile. He's got a good smile. He's got a good set of choppers. What did I say? I said Cialis commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. Roll credits. That's Radical the end. Radical Jack. Fucking did it. Yeah, it's funny because none of the songs that are in the movie are done by him. 
Really? Music is no longer part of his passion. Yeah. Uh, I felt kind of bad for Billy Ray. Everyone just like- Poor Billy. Absorbed him and then fucking threw him in the garbage when he wasn't in the spotlight. But the good thing about this movie is it's a real genuine piece of crap. Cancerous, cancerous yak. <laughs> yep. It's not like a five out of 10. It's got to be like- Two out of a hundred? Yeah, true piece of American trash, a two or a three. There was no reason for a love story, I don't think, at all. No, I've never been less invested in two people getting together. Yeah, like... I feel bad for Roland's wife. I mean, where's she in all this? Where she She gets all that inheritance. Uh, Oh, that's true, you're right. Mm. The husband and the father both died? I already forgot he had a wife again. (laughs) So did Kate. (laughs) Yeah, they tried to capture the feel of Roadhouse, but I think Billy Ray's just too much of a Christian. Yeah. He is so nice. too pious. Yeah, he seems like such a genuinely nice guy that I don't think he can cross over and do action. It would have been funny if, like, he didn't want to kill anybody in the movie, so, like, the whole thing is just him knocking people out or, like, throwing pies at them. Yeah, and he seemed, like, surprised every time that he knocked someone out. He didn't seem confident, like, yeah, I'm going to punch you and knock you out. He's like, oh, he fell. (laughs) Oh, I did it. Wow. (laughs) Super tired. Hope I'm going to sit down soon. But, I mean, he's no Dalton. I mean, who is? No. Can you see him ripping a throat out of an ex-con? Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. So, what do you guys rate this movie? 3.8 repeating. 3.8 3.8 repeating. Yeah. <laughs> I will rate this movie 2000 room temperature Asahi drafts mm-hmm. in a, a pint glass. It's great. It's a great movie. I recommend it on Riff Tracks <laughs> to anyone. Uh, the the non-Riff Track version wasn't horrible, but it was pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will rewatch it with the Riff Tracks just to gain a new level of appreciation for it, but it's still pretty terrible. Hear that? That's an empty Asahi. That is. Yeah, you did it. What's your rating, Mark? Uh, one set of fingerless leather gloves out of ten. <laughs> nice. That's not, not bad. very good. Not bad. So there was no trivia or anything left on this. I didn't really see anything at all. Like I couldn't see a budget or like anything. Yeah, I mean, I know like one of the producers won an Emmy for some home and garden show that he worked on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's uh, noble. Uh, one of the songs in the movie uh was produced by the guy who also produced Achy Breaky Heart. That guy, I think, also was the guy who made all the music for this movie, and Billy Ray didn't make anything. Yeah. Well, like, if Dolly Parton makes a fucking movie, she does the whole soundtrack herself. She won, like, awards for fucking... Yeah, but that's Dolly uh, Parton, uh, Best Billy little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> He's like, you can get either acting Billy, or you get sick and Billy. You can't get both. <laughs> oh, this movie has tainted my Amazon Prime, by the way. Oh, shit. Really? It's like, oh, can I recommend Snowman 3? <laughs> Are you sure it's not Jack Frost 3? I recommend Extreme Dinosaur. I'm like, fuck. This is a one-time <laughs> I think you deal. take it off. Yeah, that's great. You didn't even have to thumbs it up. Nope. I hate yeah. that shit. Especially with YouTube, where it's like it auto-plays one shitty video. Like, yeah. it's like, do you want to watch this alt-right speech? <laughs> and then, like, you go <laughs> back, and you're like, no. And you turn it off, and you go back to your main page, and it's like, Milo Yakovich, whatever the fuck <laughs> that guy's name is, like, speaking oh, wherever. Him. It's like a bunch of, like, crap like that. And it's like, no. Yeah. Go must, back to the video games. You must have watched some <laughs> political documentary. Yeah. You know, I mean, because sometimes I'll be watching, like, yeah, I'll be watching something like that, and then I just, like, fall asleep, and then it just auto-plays the next crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next pick goes to Mark. Oh, man. Um, I know I know you had several movies that you were thinking of choosing. Yes. Uh, what did you end up deciding on? Well, this movie keeps popping up in my HBO Go whenever I'm going through films, okay. and I'm like, fuck it, I, I'm tempted to watch it. I should make these guys watch it, but uh, House of the Dead. I've seen it. <sighs> All right. It's a U-Bowl movie, by the way. Oh, no. Yeah. U-Bowl, if U-Bowl. you guys don't know, he's known for garbage. U-Bowl, Wee-Bowl, we all bowl. He did Postal. He did House of the Dead, <laughs> Alone in the Dark, um, Blood Rain. 
Yeah. Shitty video game Shitty movies. Shitty video game movies. Uh, Far Cry. All these crappy <laughs> movies. Oh, wow, Mark. How horrible. I'm excited. My favorite part is there's that, much like the Doom movie, which is also a wonderful piece of cinema, the House of the Dead actually has a part where it like goes into video game mode. And it's like yeah. what you were saying earlier, like it's, it goes to first person and there's zombies like going, rah, popping up, and yeah. the guy has to shoot them. So the best. Really bad. Best of the best. And our first zombie movie. It's our first zombie movie. Is it? Really? Yeah. Good for us. We did it. <laughs> okay. So... House of the Dead. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's rated R, so hopefully there'll be a little gore in it. I th- Maybe a boob or two, you know? Huh? Huh? We can only dream. You know it. But even if there's one, we could, like, you know, close our eyes and imagine what the other one looks like. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Bull had a boxing match with his uh, critics where they, like, got in the ring and tried to fight him. Uh-huh. Like, for reals? For reals. It was, like, on the pay-per-view or some shit. And he just beat the shit out of him because he's a pretty big dude who knows how to box. But <laughs> really? he cheated because, like, critics who signed up. He, like, researched all the critics that he invited and, like, somewhere in certain ones that signed up and he would, like, find out that they were actually, like, boxers or they knew how to fight. He would cut them from the cards. Ah, uh, piece of shit. He only picked ones that didn't know what they were doing. He likes to play the game on easy. Because, like, one dude was going to go there and then he found out he was, like, a Golden Gloves champion fucking 10 years ago. He's like, I'm going like, to get well, fucked maybe up. Maybe not. Maybe not this guy. <laughs> maybe not that guy. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of fucking to learn about fucking that fucker, you bull. Yeah. He approached Blizzard to ask if he could make the Warcraft movie, and they replied with, no, not you, <laughs> never you. No. <laughs> Are you yeah, serious? Seriously. Oh, that's funny, because this, so this will be our second video game adaption movie, though. It will be, yeah. Uh, I forgot we did Warcraft, yeah. Yeah, that was your pick. That wasn't that bad. No. It's all right. I started rewatching. I watched it the other day because I was like, have I seen this? And I was like halfway through it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. You can listen to all of our other episodes, including Warcraft. Oh. At intermissionpodcast.com, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. I always recommend subscribing so you can get auto updates when we put out a new episode. Because we're just regular guys, you know. That was a really good segue. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm working really on it. Good. Thanks. <laughs> And while you're subscribing, if you could please rate and review our podcast on any of the platforms, we would totally appreciate that. If you're into like media shit, uh, (laughs) be sure to follow us on Twitter at IntermissionPC and on Instagram at Intermission underscore PC. Mark has been playing this movie poster game on Instagram. You can test your eyeballs to see if you can guess what movie pick Mark (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) It's funny because I feel like everyone knows the movies, but they're all like, I don't want to be the one who says it. I know. Why is that? I don't know. You should just say it, guys. Yeah. We heard. Be first. Yeah, fuck it. Let people know you know. You can also follow Mark or myself on various social media platforms at Tiffahora at Mark E. Espinosa. You can email us if you feel like you need to. <laughs> if that's something you need to do. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Intermissionpc666 at gmail.com. And if you want to find me, you can't. Yes. Because I'm a very private person. Good. Stay away from me. Don't look for me. Don't approach me on the street. <laughs> One of our listeners, uh, our buddy Sean in Nevada, recommended for the intermissionaries to watch Welcome to Willits on Netflix, but he recommends that you get good and stoned beforehand because it's really shitty. I watched the first two minutes of it before he recommended it, and I was like, these people are all way too attractive. There's some hot people in the lots. Like the, those hippie chicks. They're like some of them. Yeah. Clean, clean yeah. Heaven. Lots of Make fruits and veggies more. while they were growing up. <laughs> That's how you make an attractive kid. <laughs> Pump them full of fruits and vegetables and proteins. You feed your kid crap, they're going to look like crap. Yeah, and so thank you all again for listening to our show, hanging in there with us, and recommending us to your bros and such. We are all humbled that you would give us your time. Yes. XOXO. Kisses. Spread our message. <laughs> and make sure to tune in for Mark's movie, House of the Dead. Or as Tiffany would put it, House of the Dead Rising. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, House of the Dead Rising. House of the Deep Rising. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mark. Thank, thank you, Josh. You guys. And uh, have a wonderful day. So Later. Bye. 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 Bye.